Riley, did you ever get that fortune cookie that said, help, I'm trapped in a fortune cookie factory, please come get me? No, I missed that one. Oh, that was the classic joke of, oh. the, of the fortune cookie world. That's kind of creepy. I think I'm going to have bad dreams tonight. <laughs> Imagining someone is stuck in a fortune cookie. <laughs> well, the reason why I came up with that is that this is day two of me being tied to a chair. Kelly has taken over the show. And uh, I'm being held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> you poor, poor dear. And for those of you that visualize that, I apologize in <laughs> advance. <laughs> um, hello again. Yeah, it's David. Kelly. She's she's on a roll. She's this is her second full episode on her own. No, I'm not on my own. Well, you wrote it without me even knowing, and I'm mm. just so excited about this. This is great. It's it's really just um, it's just an attempt to not only be productive but also to maybe contribute a little bit to the red kite movement while you're not feeling a hundred percent as we both recover from the recent relentlessness of COVID hitting people in the community who had managed to avoid it for two years, yeah. which includes my whole family and lots yeah. of people in your circle as well, including Michelle. Yeah, including Michelle, which is again it's such. From the previous episode, I explained my sister, my nephew, your entire family, multitudes of my friends, and none of the none of us caught it from each other. It's they're all independent of one another. Yeah. It's just absolutely insane. But I have to step back and mention that this is my third <laughs> third time with COVID. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that went two years without it. And mm-hmm. you know, while I do have some angst against the person that gave it to me because they were irresponsible. Mm. I'm going to fall on my sword. I was not wearing a mask that day. Mm. And I have been notorious for not wearing masks. Mm. And I've been very cavalier about it. And I've paid the price three times now. Mm -hmm. So wear your masks, everybody. Yeah. As he sits here with no mask. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Well, today's theme is humility. And it's your turn again to read the gift of the day. I love this. I just put on my high heel shoes. Today's gift of the day, the 26th of May. It's Thursday. It's episode 511. What's the 511? I don't know. I think that's a traffic thing. I don't know. The gift of the day. See, this is what happens when you when you don't give me a full script. I go way off the rails. All right. So here, here's the gift of the day, everybody. Why did it have to be snakes? Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully our listeners who were alive in the 80s get that reference to the great Raiders of the Lost Ark, one of the first movies I remember seeing in the theater. Um, and I wanted to talk about a hike that we took this week in an attempt to get up and off the couch and breathe in some cool coastal air. We drove south of Monterey and you brought me to Garapata? Yep. Which uh, which means what again? Tick in tick. Spanish. Yeah. It's just way too pretty a word for what it refers to. Not that ticks are even that ugly. I I had to pull one out of my arm once, um, and after the initial shock of seeing it trying to burrow into my skin, it was really more fascinating than scary. I agree. And that kind of segues into the gift of the day. Based on a comment you made along the trail as we were hiking and happened upon a snake. Yep. I didn't even see it and had moved a lot farther up the trail when you called me back and pointed it out to me. Absolutely right. I I got influences from both of my parents. One of them 
was from my mother who, in that scene, in the theater, I recall her screaming because she, like Harrison Ford or Indiana Jones as the case would be, I'm going to shoot that dog, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to shoot it. Ruby. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Just I'm getting a new gun for our road trip that we'll talk about in the future. I'm going to shoot that dog. It's on record now. <laughs> when the dog doesn't turn up. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, my mom screamed out loud in the theater and embarrassed me because she was petrified of snakes. The one thing she was scared of was snakes. Mm. And she always said when I was going out hiking, watch where you put your feet. Mm. And if my sister's listening, she's laughing right now. Because mm-hmm. my mother would say stupid things. Well, I shouldn't say stupid, but things like that of precautionary measure. Mm-hmm. Watch out for black ice. Don't choke on a chip. And watch where you put your feet. Okay. I kind of think watching where you put your feet sounds more dangerous than just walking. Right. But okay. Well, what are you going to absorb if you're constantly looking down? You're going to trip. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, so um, so snake. And, and later you asked me about the lack of concern I showed, unlike your mom, your mom I guess, yeah. um, about this potentially dangerous situation. And it, the whole thing made me think about fear in general, the fears that humans have in common. Supposedly snakes are one of them for you know, primal survival-related reasons and the ones that are specific to us as individuals. You know, and I have to go back and, and remind people that it wasn't just any snake. Mm-hmm. It was a rattlesnake. Oh, the one we saw on the trail. Yeah. Yeah. It had the buttons. The one you saw on the trail. It was, <laughs> it was a young snake, so the... The thing about young rattlesnakes is they haven't figured out how to pause the release of their venom. So when you get bit by a young rattlesnake, it could be fatal. If you're going to get killed by a rattlesnake, it's going to be a, a probably a young one. So I took extra caution. But as you noticed, I was fascinated by it. And I had to take a ton of pictures of it yeah, within, within its striking distance, which was not real smart. Yeah. Which, by the way, trivia, the most common bite of a rattlesnake is on the hand. Because people like me are stupid and they get close to it and try to either pick it up or take pictures of it like I did. Oh. Yeah. You know, file this under the things that I'm glad I didn't know until much later, including the kayak <laughs> right. adventure and, and, and now the snake. Okay, well, yeah. But, but back to the topic of fear. You know, I had told you early on, um, soon after we met, that I have a healthy fear of the ocean. Um, but there are other common fears that a lot of people have that you and I relate to a little differently because of the time we have spent with people who are actively dying and right. facing their mortality. I would think that's got to be probably the biggest fear that humans have in general is the fear of death. Yeah. yeah. You don't have anything to say about that, do you, David? Oh, not at all. <laughs> not at all. As a death doula in training to become a facilitator to teach other people to be death doulas i don't think i've i don't think there's a ted talk out there that i haven't watched on the subject Mm. and those two are the top two the fear of death and the fear of public speaking are are pretty Mm. close to one another so talking on the subject of death and dying makes those unwatchable practically for most Mm. people (laughs) but yeah you're right and aside from the fear of death People fear not having completed their life at their time of death. And that can obviously be assuaged by being conscious in the moment of the moment you're in right now. Mm-hmm. And I got bad news for you. I'm actively dying. 
Well, so am I. Exactly. And so are all <laughs> you listeners, all? and that should send a tingle up your spine and light a fuse in your asshole to propel you forward to not go to your grave with regret of not completing the things that you have set out to do. That's the biggest fear you should have right now if mm. there's anything you should have a fear about. Mm. Jeez, has anyone ever told you you should write a book? <laughs> Just all the time. <laughs> and yeah. you being one of the major ones. Yeah, so. that's, that's true. Um, yeah, this the whole day got me thinking about the relationship between fear and the theme of the day, which is humility. And when I said I'm a little afraid of the ocean, it's actually that I feel humble and mm. respectful for the immensity of the sea, its power and its potential. For whatever reason, I just I didn't feel humble in front of that snake. And even when you called me back to look at it, I was a little meh. Yeah, you were meh. I I'm really like, was meh. This is a this is a this is a rattlesnake, motherfucker. Come back, get to I, see this. Yeah. Yeah, I was neither like that fascinated, but definitely not afraid either. Yeah. And I don't think it was because of the size. I just I guess I didn't know enough about it. I didn't know what you just mentioned to me about it. So Great, so I created more fear in you. Um <laughs> Well, no, I'm good, I think. I'm good with the snakes. So for me, I think I realized that um, humility is about feeling small before something truly great, which could be a force like the ocean or a storm. You and I were recently talking about yeah. electrical storms and how much we miss them. Right, right. Being away from the East Coast. Um, or it could be an inspiring person or a work of art or a natural wonder. So... The question to ponder for today is, what if we reframed or renamed fear as humility? I like that. I do. Yeah. Um, do you think there's something we might ask our listeners to accomplish at home related to this question? Boy, I'm all about challenging fears. I'm all about getting people out of their comfort zone. I would love for someone to without taking incredible risk, which often does stimulate fear, but to be reasonable and take baby steps. I know people that live a very guarded life because they're afraid of everything, mm -hmm. right? But maybe don't jump out of a plane without an air, uh, airport. What? <laughs> maybe don't jump out of a plane without a parachute, but do something, something that makes you feel uncomfortable in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear a report back. How did it feel? It's exhilarating. When was the last time you walked out onto a nude beach, right? Mm -hmm. Or were naked in public? Mm -hmm. When was the last time I was naked in public, Kelly? Um, today. Yes. <laughs> I'm a <hard> <laughs> You're absolutely right. On, on two different occasions, which is interesting. So that's obviously not a fear of mine. Yeah. It gets me excited. Well, not the type of excited that you're thinking. Am I? I don't know. You gave me a look. It does. It gives me a little shot of adrenaline. And I, I think that, you know, maybe maybe a low-level one. Here's a low-level one. Okay. Here's your homework. Okay. This is going to sound lame to, to the, our big risk takers. But go in to Starbucks or wherever you get your coffee and order it under a completely different stripper name. A different stripper name a as opposed to the normal <laughs> stripper name that people use? <laughs> the, the name that comes to mind is Cinnamon for some reason. Okay. What would be your stripper name? 
Oh, well, there's a formula, right? It's your, your middle name and your first pet. Oh, I don't. I thought it was the street you lived on. Yeah, it's your. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Because mine would be Tuffy Hollander, yeah. which is a, is a proper stripper name. Yeah, I'm Ann Fluff. Oh, Ann Fluff. <laughs> All right, for the rest of the day, I'm calling you Ann Fluff. Oh my God, Kelly oh, Ann well. Fluff. Now hitting the stage. We've greased the pole for Kelly Ann Fluff. Oh my God, I love it. Love was a good kitty in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, well, that's all very, very thought provoking. And I think there's one more thing we want to encourage beyond the day's homework. What could it be? Well, and let's hope that this doesn't create any fear when you go out and you fly your kite. Yeah, Koki. I love it.